You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Hello and welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with Jason Shear. And Arizona football is going to travel. They are away at Mississippi State. So we're going to be previewing the game. But before we do. But before we do. Just a reminder that this episode is sponsored by homefieldapparel.com. Home Field Apparel. Go to their beautiful website, enter the code WILDCATSCOOP23, all caps, one word, and get 15% off your first order. It what? won't come in time for the Mississippi State game, but if they beat Mississippi State and the whole world starts ordering Arizona clothing from Home Field Apparel. You will already have your Arizona clothes. Boom. Boom. Ad read done. Thank you. Yeah, there we go. Uh, so yes, it's exciting. Second game of the season. SEC Network. SEC Network. I'm telling you this because you need to make sure, for those listening, so we don't have issues on Saturday morning. Do an audition first. Make sure that you have the SEC Network slash ESPN Plus. I know that we do because I was watching, Shelby doesn't know this, but I watched a little bit of Mississippi State, Southeastern Louisiana, at 2.15 in the morning. What? They were on TV. I went to bed at 2.20, but those five minutes I watched again. You are now an expert. Time. That was my second time watching. On Mississippi State. I have watched that game twice now. Were you on a radio station for Mississippi State today? I'm big in Mississippi, Shell. <laughs> I don't want to brag, but I'm literally running for mayor of... You're going to be college football commissioner. Yes. There we go. Of Mississippi. All right. Well, let's... Learn some more about Mississippi State from your full five minutes of watching them. No, I watched the game I'm before that. Had, uh... <laughs> um, how similar or different is this Mississippi State team from last season? Well, it, it's difficult to say in the first game. But if we're just taking the first game as all the evidence we need, um, obviously the, the unfortunate passing of Mike Leach uh, Zach Arnett is the coach. So that's that's the biggest difference. Shout out Brian Peterson for calling him Will Arnett. But so funny. Uh, Zach Arnett is the head coach. So that's obviously, and, and you know, clearly there's some new coaches that come along with that on the staff. Um, defensively, there's literally no difference. Uh, you know, Mike Leach didn't have a say in the defense when he was here under, you know, with Arnett. And now Arnett's the head coach. That defense may have a different coordinator. But Zach Arnett is the defensive coordinator. You know what I mean? Like, that defense is what it is. They return a ton of guys. You know, it's, it's kind of, it is what it is. Offensively, you know, it's difficult to say um, until we see a situation where, you know, the run doesn't work. Against Southeast Louisiana in the first game, the run worked, and so Mississippi State ran for 300 yards. 
Uh, I don't know if they ran for 300 yards in a month under Mike Leach. So there is definitely a focus. There's very clear personnel changes as well. Um, with you know, They brought the tight end back. Yes. They have multiple tight ends on the roster. As you know, Mike Leach never, I mean, that just literally never. wasn't a part of the offense. Um, yeah, but we'll, we'll get to that kind of in the, in the next question. But I would say if you were asking me what, if there were differences and similarities, biggest similarity by far the defense is exactly the same. The offense, I, I think it's difficult to run the Mike Leach air raid, um, but it, it, uh, it, there are similarities to it. Okay. Um, what can you tell us about the Bulldogs' offense and what to expect? There's, so from what I gathered watching the game, the first game, um, there's, uh, there's a lot of motion. You know, a lot of pre-snap, a lot of end-around stuff. Um, you know, they hired a guy in, uh, in Kevin Barbe, right, who was at Appalachian State last season. Um, he was the offensive coordinator at one point at Central Michigan and Stephen F. Austin. And you say to yourself, well, that's not that cool of a resume, right? Uh, when he was there, uh, you know, Matrix Analytical, it's a great site if you ever used it. He was number one in all active FBS offensive coordinators in average pass game efficiency, meaning that that passing game was about as efficient as it gets. He was just one of two group of five play callers in 2022 to have an explosive pass rate percentage above 19% and a top 35 efficiency on offense. In other words, they're efficient in the short game. They're efficient in the long game. Um, it's not just kind of this is what it is. And again, like we don't necessarily know. It's hard to look at the first game because, again, if the run doesn't work, uh, do they abandon it completely? Um, you know, like any good offensive coordinator, it worked. So that's what they were doing. Leach's run game was, you know, kind of swing passes and all that. A lot of motion, a lot of end arounds, a lot of fake handoffs on end arounds, throwing plays, uh, passes to the running backs, etc. You know, it, it looked quite different, but I think the base of it is stretch the field, you know, similar to air raid, stretch the field, try to get guys in single coverage, having to make one-on-one -on -one tackles. Uh, it's just a matter of how you get that done. Nice. All right. Um, who, who are some offensive players to watch out for? Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, it starts on offense with Will Rogers. Uh, you know, he literally owns a ton of SEC passing records. One of the biggest reasons is because he's been there for so long. He's been there for four years. He's not really an NFL guy. Um, so he's put up a, a lot of numbers. He's not a great deep thrower, but the cool thing with, for him at least is that, you know, Mike Leach never really asked him to throw deep a lot. In the first game, they didn't throw deep a lot either. He's, he's a very efficient, you know, short to mid-range passer. He does a nice job there. His arm strength isn't the best. Um, the guy that really stood out in the first game is Jaquavius Marks. He ran for 127 yards and two touchdowns. He was, this is a sign of Mike Leach, Shelby. He was Mississippi State's first 100-yard rusher uh, since 2019. What? So they haven't had a 100-yard rush, rusher in a game uh, in four years. Uh, he's the only, so he is a major, like we, we talk about Michael Wiley and Jonah Coleman and all that being a, a bigger member of the passing game this season, bigger component of it. Marks has been a major player in the passing game uh, since he's arrived on campus. He's the only running back in all of college football, running back in all of college football to have 31 consecutive games with the reception. So he has 37 right now. 
He is thirty. He is fifth most uh, among all players. I believe Cowing actually wow. is number one in that. That's awesome. Um, but he's fifth in, among all players in college football. So thirty-seven straight games with the catch. He's going to make it thirty-eight um, because that's part of the offense. I mean, at the end of the day, they're swing passes. You know, it's you're not. You know, it, it's you're not shutting that down. Basically, that's part of the offense. Uh, Creed Whitmore is a guy who arrived on the scene in a big way. He was actually a high school quarterback in Mississippi State, moved him to wide receiver, his first career game at wide receiver in college. Uh, he gets a 33-yard touchdown pass from Rodgers, and the second was on a 53-yard end around. Um, you know, it took two carries, 53 yards, so or like 56 yards or so. So 28 yards of carries, pretty damn good. Uh, good speed, uh, deceptive speed, and really, I mean, he looked good. Uh, so again... You know, you don't know, is this a, a freshman thing? Um, is it not a freshman thing? You know, it, it, it's it's difficult to tell, right? Or not freshman, opening game thing. Xavion uh, Thomas is a complete speed demon. Uh, he's back. He sat out against Southeast Louisiana. He could have played. Um, no need to play him that game. So he's back. He's the guy that's really going to stretch the field. Jaden Wally had a nice first game, but Thomas will probably get that start. Um, then they have Justin Robinson, who's 6'4", 220. Uh, that matchup with Prysock will be pretty damn good uh, in terms of size. So they they absolutely have um, some some offensive weapons there. And uh, you know, I you look at their O line, the size of their O line. Shelly start at left tackle six seven three thirty, six three three hundred, six three three oh five, six four three twenty, six five three fifteen. They are old and they are absolutely humongous. This is the game where. And Johnny Nansen said it too. Arizona's main priority in the offseason was to get bigger and deeper up front. It's This is why. We're going to find out. Because the, the defensive line last season, ha, or the offensive line last season, could not handle... Uh, sorry, I got all mixed up. The <laughs> defensive line last season go. didn't do great against the size of Mississippi State's O-line. Right. This D-line is clearly better. Like Bill Norton, for instance, at Georgia, faced these kind of O-lines. This isn't anything new to him. Um, you wonder about a guy like Isaiah Ward, though. Isaiah Ward doesn't have a lot of weight, a lot of speed, really good. But how is he going to do um, in this situation? So it, it's going to be interesting. The size is bigger. It's there. And now it's just a matter of saying, okay, uh, can we actually make it an effective size as opposed to our guys just having to be bigger? Does the Arizona scout team have a big enough dude to even, like, go against Bill Norton no. to just get, like, they can't even. Well, I mean, they got some big, like, heavier guys. but they're, I mean, that's not. That's different. They're going to be better. It's a starting offensive line. It's in like the an SEC. elite Mack truck coming at you. Right. And I watched the, the scout team. I went to practice on Tuesday and, and, you know, they were definitely running some unique plays and preparing for two different quarterbacks. And that's something also that you got to keep in mind with Mississippi State. Uh, Mike Smith could go in at any moment. He didn't pass at all uh, in the first meeting, but he is a running quarterback and they could do a lot of creative things with him. I have a feeling we see him more on Saturday. So it's almost like you're prepping for two for different two quarterbacks. games. All right. I, I foresee blitz in that guy's future. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, well, what makes Mississippi State's defense so strong? A lot of it is system. And I'm not taking away any players, you know, from, from the players there. But Arnett has been running this defense since he was a GA. Like he knows this defense inside and out. And they're not changing the system at all. And they return the majority of their defense. And, and so there's not like, like Arizona, for instance, 
had a lot of newcomers. And, and I don't want to say like these guys were older, so you're not teaching the defense from scratch, but you kind of are, you know. Mississippi State isn't. Like these guys know this defense very, very well, are very comfortable in it, know their roles, know what they're supposed to do. Um, so that's why, you know, and, and, and they're aggressive and they're big. Like it's another team, they're big. You know, 280-pound defensive end, two 305 pounds inside. Linebackers, the smallest one is 230. Um, and they're old, graduate, 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 senior, senior, senior. Like, look, here, let's go down the line, Shell. Defensive end, senior, nose guard, senior, DT, graduate, <laughs> Sam, linebacker, senior, Mike, linebacker, graduate, Will, linebacker, graduate, corner, senior, safety, graduate, safety, sophomore, senior, graduate. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wow. All their starting defense, except for one player, is a senior or a graduate. And the one player, uh, Hunter Washington. Is he like a five-star kid? Well, no, but he's appeared in 10 games. So he's not like, you know, it, it's not like, oh, you know, he's, it's, he, this he's is his first untested. game. Uh, yeah, and I mean, and, and he, he's good. He was a three-star corner, uh, you know, solid guy from Texas. I believe, actually, he was a teammate of Dalton Johnson or – one other safety on Arizona. So he actually knows a few guys on Arizona, but it's just super experience. And whenever you have experienced defense, you know, and, and I think we said this uh, when we were talking about your boy, Mike Elko show, um, you know, if you can, everyone talks about the transfer portal and the players you add, but one of the bigger tests is the players you hold on to And Mississippi state pretty much held on to everyone. And that is a very, That's really very rare. big deal. So, Especially because Mike Leach passed away. I'm sure they also felt like very... Yeah, that's what makes it super impressive. Very nostalgic to we, stay together. Right, and what we were talking about, you it, it almost makes it harder. But the good thing is, you know, Arnett came back. Arnett was the head coach, so he's like, okay, I'm your coordinator, now I'm your head coach. Yeah. So it makes it easier for those guys to, to yeah, come back. They had but stability. This is a, a very, very experienced defense. They are veterans, guys. Veterans. Um, all right. Uh, well... We did the defense oh so strong. Are, are there any questions about this defense that can be maybe capitalized on? Yeah, so, again, it's not a big question, right, because it's still really good. Uh, but Emmanuel Forbes is gone. He uh, is the SEC in college football record holder all time with six pick sixes. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, he is a, he's a bad dude. And so there's some question in the secondary. That's probably the only question. Um, you know, Hunter Washington, not as experienced. You got a guy like Emmanuel Forbes out of there. That's that's your question is, 
Um, really, you know, if I'm Mississippi State and I look at their defensive personnel, to me the biggest question with their defense is how they're going to cover Jacob Cowing. Uh, Jacob Cowing in that slot is really going to test Mississippi State's defensive backs, and that's a very solid group. Um, but you lose a guy like Forbes and what he's able to do, and things get a little interesting. So um, other than that, there's, there's not a ton of questions. Uh, it is a, a very good defense. Hmm. Okay. Um, well, who are some players that we should keep an eye on? I'm glad you asked, Shelby. Me too. Uh, their whole defense. No. Uh, their linebackers are, and specifically Nathaniel Watson and Chet Johnson, uh, they're both 40 years old, I think. No, they're not. They're not 40. They might be. Um, but they're, you know, they're top two tacklers in the entire SEC last year, show. So number one and number two. Johnson had 115 last season, and Watson was second with 113. Uh, they are the only Power 5 duo to finish first and second in their conference in total tackles. Um, last game against Southeast Louisiana, they combined for 14 tackles, two and a half sacks, three forced fumbles, and a fumble recovery. Uh, Watson had eight tackles, first career fumble recovery. Johnson uh, had six tackles, but also forced two fumbles. Uh, they are very clearly good, right? I mean, that's uh, there's no other you know fancy way to to say it. They are they're good. I mean, in in uh, there you know are there better players in the country? Matt linebacker maybe, but you know Mississippi State last season was the only program in the SEC that two players that had more than a hundred tackles in the season and they both came back. So, I mean, yeah, it, it's, those are the guys to me where, you know, you, they're not going to make a ton of mistakes. The way the system is built to be fair, the way the system is built is, uh, is kind of what makes, I don't want to say what makes them good, but it puts them in position to make a ton of tackles. Um, and, and so, you know, that's, that's a situation where uh, they're going to put up numbers kind of no matter what, you know, like right. it's, it's, it's kind of like they're whatever, you know? <laughs> and so, uh, you know, they're, they're going to put up numbers no matter what you do, um, but they're also just very good. Um, you know, it, it's, to me, you know, it, the, the radio asked me a very interesting question today, show. I don't want to brag, but uh, the radio asked me a very interesting question. It was, are you more concerned with Arizona's defense versus Mississippi State's offense or is Arizona's offense versus Mississippi State's defense? And I hadn't thought about it, but it's actually a, a better question than people think. I, I think that people will automatically assume that the defense is the answer, right? Like you're, But Mississippi State's defense is really good. Arizona struggled uh, quite quite a bit. Right. And against SEC teams, you know, Arnett was third in total defense in 2021, fourth in 2020. Um, as a comparison, the year before they arrived, Mississippi State was 11th. Right. Uh, 2021, it, like there were five opponents that had their worst games of the season defensively when they played Arnett's defense. And now, like his whole system is is in place. Like this is this is his system his team, his everything. And, and I think that, you know, it, it's very rare that you get, and, and, and I'm, I'm, I don't want to make Mississippi State out to be like Georgia, you know, like I'm not. Yeah. But, I mean, if you look at their, their defensive stats, Shell, like they have a takeaway in six straight games. 
They forced multiple turnovers 15 times since 2020. Uh, you know, uh, our Nets teams, it, it, it's, they force turnovers, they force takeaways, they're super aggressive, they're going to strip a lot at the ball. Uh, they're just, you know, it, they're third in the SEC after one week in, in total defense, and I know it's not a big deal, but uh, they only had one penalty also, right? Just only one penalty the entire game. And, um, you know, it, it's just they're, they're a very balanced team, and, and I think I don't think it's impossible that Arizona wins, but this defense is, is really good. Wow. This, is, uh, this isn't sounding so great for Arizona. Um, what is your prediction, Mr. Shearer? So I don't, I actually don't think a win is out of the question because there were some things that I saw against Southeast Louisiana and just in general that I think you got to kind of take in mind. We talk about how comfortable Mississippi State is on defense in their system that they've run for years now. Well, it is a brand new offensive system for Mississippi State. And if you go back and you watch the first half of Southeast Louisiana, that offense was lost. They were bad. I mean, it, it, they were making mistakes. They were short of the chains a lot. And it came on with the run game in the second half. But you wonder what happens against a better opponent that could take advantage of it. Because it's not like Southeast Louisiana is some great team. When the going gets tough, what is that offensive system going to look like? Um, if Arizona can get pressure on Will Rogers, what does that look like? Because Will Rogers is not a very mobile dude. He's just not. Um, you know, and, and it, it, it's – I haven't talked to anyone, and that includes Mississippi State people. We have a great feature on the website, at Behind Enemy Lines, and, and he picked a, a close game as well. Like, I, I would be surprised if Mississippi State – just kick the crap out of Arizona. And I, I, I know, like, when, when you go back to that game last year, Mississippi State scored 14 points in the fourth quarter. Arizona turned the ball over three, four times and was in that game for two and a half, three quarters. Um, and, and you could make an argument that Arizona is a better team. To me, a pretty easy argument that Arizona is a better team than it was last year. Uh, you know, I went to practice and the cowboy, the cowbells were very loud. Um, a lot of noises being shifted in. Trade on Stukes, the status of him worries me a little bit. I think Arizona needs him. I love Martel Irby. Ideal situation is you find ways to get him on the field uh, at the same time. I think Stukes is legitimately questionable. The offensive line is concerned. You know, Raymond Polito's not going to play. I don't even think he's going to travel. And to be honest with you, I don't think that's that big of a deal, only because you don't want his first game to be at Mississippi State yeah, he's get against an all-SEC you know, defensive lineman. I just think that's a disaster. But Sam Lange's a little banged up. Uh, so do they go with Leif Magnuson? Does Lange play? Whatever, you know. And, and so, um, but everyone's banged up. So I, my guess is Lange starts and all that. But, you know, Stukes to me is a big one. I can Arizona score enough to win against that defense? Is the offensive line going to hold? You could say, look, if the offensive line holds against Mississippi State's defense, um, Arizona has a very real shot. And I think Arizona's offense is built to really challenge a defense like Mississippi State and really attack the edges. They're going to attack with the slot, try to get into open space. Uh, the running back passing game, I think, is going to be bigger. If you remember, that's where they actually had some success against Mississippi State last year. Uh, I just think at the end of the day, going on the road against an SEC team, Arizona's close, 
but it's not there yet. I remember watching the game last year and thinking that Mississippi State was just bigger, stronger, and faster. Um, I, I think that gap is closed, but I don't know if it's completely gone. So uh, I predicted Mississippi State 31, Arizona 21. Okay. Well, that's, but again, that's like it, fair, but there, there is a really good shot here that Arizona is going to surprise everyone. Right. Like, I know Mike Luke thinks Arizona is legitimately going to win. It's not just him BSing. He posted it. I've talked to him. He absolutely thinks Arizona is winning the game. It wouldn't be shocking. Like, this isn't a game where I'm sitting down and going, hey, Shell, you can go see a movie because Arizona's got no damn chance in this one. I don't think I've ever done that. Yeah, you have. Have I? Not a movie, but I've told you. Just leave? Yeah. I tell you, this is going to be pretty. I don't think I've ever done that. I told you to leave me many times. I bear down and I back the A all the time, Jason Shear. Wow. So what's your prediction? 27, Arizona. 20, Mississippi State. There you go. I'm picking Arizona because I backed the A. Yeah, I think Shelby picked Arizona every time. I picked last Arizona game. every time last <laughs> season, no matter what. Yeah. Uh, yeah, again, like it wouldn't be the most shocking result. This isn't like, you know, Arizona this going is, to Alabama. I was going to say, is it like Duke beating Clemson? Yeah, put on that note. You know, but Duke was at home. That's true. Uh, and, you know, going on the road in an SEC environment. But I know that the environment, supposedly in the first game for Mississippi State, wasn't great. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see Maybe what Maybe everyone will decide to stay home and leave their cowbells. And I will say, and I don't care what anyone says, I'm a firm believer in looking ahead. And Mississippi State very likely feels it's going to beat the crap out of Arizona and has LSU next and week. And this is a throwaway game. I'm a, I'm a firm believer in the possibility of Mississippi State looking ahead. I think at the college level, that's absolutely a thing. I also think that intentionally uh, – Jed Fish did not show his hand last weekend against NAU very well. So there's not a lot of tape for them to be scouted properly, which is going to be in Arizona's favor. Yeah, I think there's going to be new wrinkles on offense and defense. And I'm sure it's the case for Mississippi State as well. Maybe not defensively, but offensively, they're, they're pretty hard to plan for because you only get so much. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. And remind Everybody, what time the game is at? What time? 4.30 Four Tucson time. 4.30 Tucson time. We'll have a How to Watch article and all that dropping on Friday. So that should be awesome. And, uh, you know, plan your game day food in advance. We always enjoy watching home games. Gator. Like, I think we're going to. We're going to have Gator. We're doing Gator. Gator really? and Bulldog. Are we going to go to Dickman's Meat and get some gator. exotic Gator? Really? I don't think I'm eating Gator. Bulldog. <laughs> you need a dog. That's illegal. Um, let's just stick with ugly steaks and water, baked potatoes, and carbonated beverages. There we go. Oh, and white cloth. Can't forget that. Oh well, we'll see. Bear down. Bear down. We were actually going to go to Starkville, but as Shelby can attest to, she's banned from uh, domestic travel after the last two weeks. Every stadium bathroom is off limits to Shelby. It's not my fault that they all suck. When you have sports mixed with your pop culture, along with humor and celebrity interviews, your earbuds are enjoying the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Orlovsky, are you still a Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback available in the draft guy? I think the three things that make it stand out for me are, number one, I think his ball placement versus man coverage is the best in the draft. Every quarterback in the NFL is accurate. He's got the best on tape. Number two, most transferable stuff to the NFL. And then I think the third thing is pocket peace. Search for the Rich Eisen Show on YouTube or wherever you listen.